Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format helps you learn at your own pace and fit earning a degree into your life. From before you enroll to after you graduate, you'll be supported by people who are invested in your success so you can pursue your goals knowing that help is available if you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. Today on the James Altucher Show. If the world ends, what are you going to do about it? Meaning, if there's some political collapse of the system, how bad could it get and what should you do? Not only that, what I appreciate about what Tucker told me is that He's doing this anyway because it's just improving his life. So part two of Doomer Optimism with Tucker Max. Here it is. You and I both know very intelligent people when presented with something that's clearly hypocrisy. Like, why weren't these people in the Chaz arrested? Somehow 20,000-person gatherings are COVID-free when a furniture store isn't. Brother, how many times uh, do I have to tell you that when faced with truth or group, he, most people pick group? <laughs> but how could, they, how could they rationalize it when you just present it to him that way, though? Dude, I mean, my, how, mu how much mental gymnastics do you have to see in people before you realize that the human mind will justify anything if it lets them believe something that gets them what they want. How you see, you come from finance. How many times have you seen people believe absolute nonsensical fantasies to arrive at a conclusion that they want? Only 98% of the time or 95? Yeah. Or if you combine it with media, then it's, then it's 99. Right. But, but the role of an investor is to kind of get through those hypocrisies. Right. Otherwise you're going to make a bad investment. Right, exactly, which is one of the reasons that finance is, in a lot of ways, a different world, right? It, 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 now, granted, there's some, uh, it's not black and white there, but like probably why you like chess, because you can argue about chess all day, but what really matters is what happens on the board, why a lot of people love MMA, because you can talk about fighting all day, the truth finds you on the mats, right? I think, okay. I think for me, that kind of, because of events like this that, that happened to me, let's say over the past few years, I think that drove me towards something where the truth is just on the board. There's nothing but the truth there. And may, I don't know, for all I know, maybe that's what drove you to MMA, although- It, it is, I, I it's one of the it, things I love about it, truly, is that there's no bullshit yeah, and there's no talking. There's no BS, and there's very few things. If you think about it, what professions are no BS? There's very few. Yeah, very few. Very, 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 very Like if you, if you take the standard professions, doctor, lawyer, business. They're, all, they're made up bullshit, all of them. Yeah, there's, there's all BS. It's all narrative. Yeah. So, so, and it's been through for, for millennia. 
and politician, judge, uh, I don't know whether even um, veterinarian even who, who, is pretty pretty tied to reality. All right, yeah, I think veterinarian is. I was I was about to say busking for money on the street, like playing yeah. a banjo on yeah. the street for money. Totally, there's no bullshit there. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's hard for me to find other professions. There aren't there aren't there's many sports, maybe like like a basketball player. There's there's well, although there's politics of getting on the court, I guess in professional basketball, and there's there's a lot of BS in how the brand of basketball teams. Yeah, and, and I, there, I don't think it's there's very. I don't know if there's any where it's pure. Like it's like a light switch where it's like binary, right? I think it's it's degrees, you know. So like you go to you know, economist is ninety plus percent bullshit, you know. Uh, yeah. NBA player is ninety plus percent honest, right? Like um, either you can ball or you can't. And so like yeah, there's some level of bullshit about accessibility and this and that. I get you. It's not perfect, but most sports. Sports without judges, like I don't consider uh, as athletic as gymnastics. gymnasts are, right? There's judges. It's like, although they've actually done a lot to make the scoring more objective, so it's actually a lot better now. It's still, judges are judges, right? And so like um, sports without judges, uh, things where the feedback mechanisms are non-human, veterinarians, uh, things like that are objective, chess, um, you know, like those sort of a lumberjack, either you cut the fucking tree down or you don't, right? Like there's those sorts of things to some extent finance, although it's, you know, on the continuum, it depends it's, what it's side. in the middle, if you're, right? It, yes, if totally you're on the side depends. of finance, yeah, when, when you only eat what you kill, like you, you either business either works or it doesn't. Yeah. Or if you're trying to sell something like, oh, buy these mutual funds, that's a hundred percent bullshit. But if you're like, oh, I either I only make money if, if this investment works out, if it helps people, then I feel there's less bullshit in in that. But okay, given all this, does it end or does it get worse? Uh, so I think we're past the point of fixing the system. So I mean, you understand like like all empires run in cycles, right? This is this is one of those things where I thought everyone knew this, and then most people are like, what are you talking about? Empires run in cycles. What? Yeah, because I guess the way history is taught is such complete bullshit. But um, one of the, the things that, like, everyone should know, but I guess they don't, is that history runs in cycles. Like, uh, it, it, I don't think it's that exact, uh, like, super precise, like 13.82 years or whatever. But empires tend to run in very clear sort of stages, right? And America, it, which is clearly an empire, anyone who says it's not, is just f a fool. Um, uh, the American empire is, is in its downfall stage. There's no doubt. It's just clear as day. And so I don't think the system is salvageable. I'm not sure when we pass that point, but we're long past it. And so what has to happen now is that it has to collapse. And the problem is that most people don't understand what collapse means, right? Like the British Empire collapsed. It doesn't mean England doesn't exist anymore, right? So collapse doesn't mean you go from this vibrant, amazing thing to nothing. That's nonsense. It means what the height of the I don't know when the peak of the American Empire is going to be pegged maybe it's it's going to be sometime in the last 20 years right so sometime probably past 2000 probably before let's say 2018 right somewhere in there is going to be the peak and so as we decline how we decline and what happens in the breakup is going to be that's the only thing that really we're going to figure out over the next few years this is what I'm honestly scared about let's define decline for a second or or peak because 
you know, still I would say innovation is happening. I mean, it's happening all over the world and we're seeing great innovation happening. And even for instance, China, because they don't have the same rules, regulations as, as we do, but innovation is still happening in the U S we're seeing amazing inventions or developments or whatever. What, what does decline mean? What does peak mean? So I, I mean, as an empire, as a cohesive, organized, functioning, single unit, as an empire, America is done, right? That's it. It's over. And, and the only question now is what comes next? How does the decline go? Right? That's it. That's the, those are the only real questions in terms of, so, if you're looking at America, right? See a lot of, look, like there's so many ways for empires to fall apart. Like the Sumerians, uh, the Romans, the Greeks, the British, the Mongolians, like there's so, there's, we have such a long, I mean, there's so many different Chinese uh, empires. Um, uh, uh, you can look at how they fall, right? You can have serious collapses where like shit's gone, right? Like the, the Mycenaeans, right? Like that, that probably happened because of a major natural catastrophe. Okay, like those are really hard to come back from. I, like, I, who knows? Those are unpredictable, right? I don't really see that as being an issue, though, barring that for America. What we're probably going to see is a slow decline and then a fracturing of uh, the United States. I don't whether that means a full-on national divorce, whether it means breaking up into more of a federated European model, whether it means – who knows what it fucking means, man. But like I was telling you before, what's become very clear at a core minimum is that there are a lot of people in America that I have no desire to share a state or a set of assumptions. We, we no longer share a set of assumptions. So why would we share a state? I don't need them and I don't want them. And – why should we be making group decisions? Like, that doesn't make sense. Let the people who want to wear masks alone in their car go live somewhere where that they think that that magical uh, uh, thinking produces benefit. Cool, man. I want to live on a ranch with people who want to produce cool stuff and hang out in nature and uh, not be a lunatic about bullshit, right? We don't have to live together. And, right. And we're seeing that people are voting with their feet. Like uh, a, a data came out for 2021 where people are moving. So uh, you see that the states of California, New York, Illinois, hundreds of thousands of people left. And at the other side, you Texas, see Texas, Florida, Florida, Tennessee, I think, Utah, yeah, Tennessee, Idaho, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, yep. people have been moving towards. Yep. And so people, but, but at the same time, uh, you see people, and Arizona's on the list too, where people are moving. And you see people saying, you know, on both sides, people are saying, don't bring your politics here. But of course, which is, I know, I think that's great. Like, if you're yeah. one of those fucking lunatics who think that we should defund all the police all at once and that, uh, uh, that we should um, have homeless encampments everywhere and all that shit that they were trying to do in Austin, go to LA or New York where they already have that. Like, that's great. Go live there. We know what those policies look like. They create a hellscape. Go fucking live in it. Get the fuck so, out. So do you see what's happening is maybe this is a peaceful transition to, to maybe this is the most, Man, I hope, this is more, I hope it like, is. like, like, what do you see as a worst case scenario and a best case scenario? Well, I mean, dude, I don't know uh, what world you live in, but uh, <laughs> I have never seen sociopaths give up power peacefully. I've seen it taken yeah. from them 
and I've seen uh, not that bad of wars or fights. I have never seen sociopaths give up power peacefully. I, I would love to know the counterexample. There might be a couple. I just don't know what they are. Uh, but so even if there are a couple counterexamples, in the vast majority of cases, sociopaths don't give up power peacefully, right? Uh, so uh, I'm not sure how this is going to play out. My, I, I mean, I wrote about it in the article. Um, my guess, I don't know, dude, there's so many things at play. The, the problem with predictions is that even for me, like I'm smart as fuck and I get how bad predictions are. And I there's like getting that, I'm going to make predictions and I'm going to fall into the same traps is that they're so linear, right? It's like, oh, okay, right. this will happen, then this, then this, then this, then this, then this. No, that never accounts for all kinds of other feedback loops and changes, right? You know, that's a really great point. Predictions are not one-dimensional, they're three-dimensional because there's always lots of choices after the first event And happens. reactions and then, happen that you can't yeah. predict or even know about, man. Like, there's no fucking way you could predict and know. But but I like how in your article you say, you, you describe how you're preparing for what comes next. This is why I distinguish between what you're doing and prepping, is that you're not running into a cave with lots of canned foods. You say, no matter what happens next, you would be doing the same thing. So yes. maybe describe what you're, you're and right. I really, I think that's valuable because what you describe is actually a very great lifestyle that I'm sure many would aspire to. Yes, so, so all right. You know, it's funny, man. After the, I, I wrote that article, I got an, a lot of tons of email feedback, but one email, one email really actually hit me in the gut, man. Uh, the, is this Indian guy. And he's like, hey, man, maybe it's just a language translation thing, but where's the optimism? And I was like, right. fuck, he's right. Like, I, I was <laughs> thinking about that as well, but I get it because, well, so, you know, Hold on. Yeah. Let, let me actually explain why I'm optimistic, right? Because I, I, I think I, 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 I did talk about it in the piece, but obliquely, and I bounced off it, and I did not go into it, right? So let me start with last year, two years ago, now, 2020. When COVID hit, I was one of those people for whom COVID was one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Right, not at first, right? Because if we're like business crash and all this stuff, business are great now. But at the beginning, it was really rough. But then once I got through, you know, March, April, by May, and June, definitely, I realized, okay, hold on a minute. I don't just love my family; I like my family, and I like spending all this time with them. This is actually awesome. What the fuck was I doing before? <laughs> like, what the hell was I doing? Like I, I was doing all these things. Kind of, it just really gets us back to what we talked about at the beginning. I was doing all these things that I thought I should be doing, uh, and now I don't have to do them, and I don't fucking miss any of them hardly. And I really like what I've replaced them with, and uh, which is spending time with the people I love. And then I, my wife and I always wanted to live on land. We always wanted to kind of be closer to nature, raise our kid, and we we realized like the fuck are we waiting for? Like, what the hell is going on? And so so then the two things kind of came together, right? And I realized I don't want to spend my life on a treadmill, on a, a, a running my ass off to do a bunch of things I don't care about to impress a, a bunch of people I don't like, buying shit I don't need, just like straight out of Fight Club, right? So I really, like, what do I want? I want, it gets back to exactly what I said. 
I want to spend time with the people I love doing things that matter to them and improving the immediate world that I live in. And the only way to do that, that I know of, is to live on land, to work that land, to husband that land. I mean that in the agricultural sense. And to produce a lot of what it is you you use. Now, I'm not, like, I want electricity. This isn't, like, weirdo Amish, like, I'm not going to use electricity or air conditioning shit. Like, nothing against the Amish, but I like modern stuff. But at the same time, the vast majority of shit in our life we don't need. And and is a distraction to, to avoid all, to get us on this consumerist corporate bullshit treadmill that doesn't serve us. Do you think a lot us. of people... Do you think a lot of people did get off that treadmill? Because yes. I think you a notice huge number. right now, people aren't going to work. Like there's there's 10 million job openings in the U.S. and only 7 million people looking for jobs. I've never seen that kind of Dude, uh, disparity. I think a lot of people woke up, man. I think a shit, I did. I, man, James, I thought I understood this and I thought I was awake. And actually my wife and I had all these desires and dreams and hopes in January of 2020 but we weren't doing shit about it. We were stuck on the treadmill and we thought we weren't. I was just as blind, all the people that I'm like talking about now, I was just as blind then. The difference is I didn't even realize how blind I was because I thought I knew. Now, the only thing I've really realized is that how blind I was then. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. Here's this thing I love. Why don't I just go do that? Right? And, and the way to, that's the thing. Old school prepping is let's endure this disaster and then go back to reality. Doomer optimism is let's change the way we live so that our lives are actually what we want them to be and actually produce more life, are generative. And, and, is, and is survivable in a, I feel survivable in a worst case scenario. Like yeah. if, you're, if you're optimal, if you feel your optimal life is living in a penthouse in New York City, that might not survive a political collapse. Right. I don't mean anything. There's nothing. I don't mean nothing. Judgment. No judgment about living in a city and do. I used to do that. I love. There's things about that that are cool, but in a world that is no longer able to be hyperconnected, that is no longer uh, 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 able to be extremely extractive of the environment and of labor, that lifestyle is not sustainable. It's just not. It's not even doable anymore. Just so for you, not. there's 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 land, which kind of implies independence. Like if you're on your land that you own and it's kind of out of the city. I'm a big fan nobody, of sovereignty, man. Individual sovereignty. Human sovereignty means food sovereignty. It means water sovereignty. It means energy sovereignty. The more and, of those things that you can produce on your own or with your group around you, the free, the easier it is to be free. And then the other thing you mentioned, which I think is really good, is that it, it's not just about, again, having the canned food stored up, although you do mention having food stored up, which of I course. think is a great point, no matter what. Um, but you also say take care of yourself physically, which is really important. If, if hospitals are, are not around, you need to, to be in, in good shape and, and, I mean, and so it, on. It's more, dude, like our bodies are the, the one physical thing that we absolutely own is our physical bodies. Like, well, <laughs> there's nothing that, that, think about how ridiculous, how many people do you see that are incredibly out of shape that take a ton of care of their car? It's like, nothing against your car, man, but wh what are you doing? 
Right. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Where are your priorities? Like if I actually say that I love my family, doesn't that mean I want to spend as much time as possible with them, meaning years? Yeah. Am I going to do that? Uh, not treating my body well? No, I'm not. I'm just not. Am I going to enjoy the years I have with them? No. Am I going to be able to have sex with my wife if I'm a disgusting, impotent fatty? No, I won't. So I'm not going to do that. It's pretty simple. Yes, it's totally true. Airbnb has changed my life. If anything, they have made my life so much better. Like I used to live in Airbnbs. I I lived in over 100 or 200 different Airbnbs over a three-year period. And I loved it. I I became a really good guest of Airbnbs. And I got to know lots of hosts. So when I initially owned a house, I, of course, the first thing I thought was, I'm going to turn my house into an Airbnb because I travel a lot. So why leave my house unused when I can make a side income by letting others Airbnb my house or come to stay in my house as guests? And having my own Airbnb or or being a host for Airbnb has allowed me to do just that. And I've met other hosts. I've actually spoken at Airbnb's host conference. I think it was in 2017. I met so many just nice hosts. It's a great community. And I love you know, turning my own home into an Airbnb. Like I'm traveling to Austin next month. My home's going to be an Airbnb while I'm away and I'll stay in an Airbnb. I'd rather stay in like a three-story house Airbnb than in one tiny hotel room in, in the middle of Austin during South by Southwest. So listen, while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who are just letting their house sit empty, who've never thought about it or didn't realize their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, then you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Daylight savings time is starting up again. Okay, podcast is over. That's all you needed to know. But why do we have uh, daylight savings time? Answer, to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting your clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day that initial, when we initially start daylight savings. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. This is such a brilliant idea for a business and ZipRecruiter did it. So ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. I've used ZipRecruiter particularly as a potential employee. And I still, to this day, get messages every day. James Aldacher, would you like to apply to be VP of entertainment at NBC or whatever? So there's just nonstop emails. Like I got five or six emails today because of, because a year ago I signed up for ZipRecruiter. 
So spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, listen, men's health is important. Men act all cocky and like they don't need anything. But the reality is, as you get older, there's some things you need. And it often feels like we're too busy to take care of our health problems. Like I'd rather do anything than go to the doctor or the dentist or pharmacy or whatever. But now you don't have to waste your time if you use HIMS. HIMS, H-I-M-S, HIMS is changing men's health care by providing simple and convenient access to science-backed treatments for erectile dysfunction, hair loss, weight loss, and more. The entire process is 100% online, so you get a new routine of improving your overall health faster. Jay, you listening to all this? Yes, I definitely got to use HIMS from now Not on. that you need it. You're, you're young and healthy. James, I'm 35. You, you're getting there. You might, you might need it. Who knows? But if prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and indiscreet packaging. No insurance is needed. You can manage your plan on the HIMSS app, track progress, and learn more about your conditions and how to treat them from leading medical experts. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com slash James. Could you imagine that there's a whole section just with my name on it? HIMSS.com slash James. That's how, I, how much I am representative of the kind of person who needs hymns. That's HIMS.com slash James for your personalized treatment options. Hymns.com slash James. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See hymns.com slash James for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. You also bring up the power of community, which I think is very important. Well, that's, I mean, community is the thing. Okay, so you, again, brings us back to the beginning. Humans are, primates are hierarchical, but more than hierarchical, primates are social. First, before hierarchy, if there is a deepest embedded sort of nature to primates, it is social. And we are the naked social primates, humans are. And so uh, humans don't even exist without community. Like, I mean, we know what it's like when you raise a human in a closet with no human interaction, unfortunately, because it's happened. And they're not humans. They're, they're, they're hardly even animals. They're non-functional beings. We exist in relation to each other, right? And, and most of our modern world, and I, I, you know, a lot, I don't know if this is a conspiracy or not. It doesn't matter how it happened, but we are here in a modern world that if you default to the, if you allow the defaults of the modern world to be your life, you are lonely, isolated, sad, sick, unhealthy, uh, and, and exploited. But the big one, the first one is lonely, alone. I, I agree with that because look, I've, I feel like I've been on every side of this equation and loneliness 
when when you definitely sign up for a hierarchy and you start to fail in that hierarchy, which is inevitable, every hierarchy has ups and downs, fear and loneliness are the first two things that happen. Like stark fear for your life because it's a natural thing. If you're the omega of the tribe, you're gonna be left out to die. And loneliness, because you don't have your community. It's so funny, man. Like, uh, ask people. Like, one of the other things, like, what would you love your day to be? And if you really, like, you know, strip away all the bullshit, most people, I know myself, like, here, let me, fuck that. L let me tell you what my ideal day is. It's basically what I do now, except there's a couple things that I'm, I'm trying to add on. But I wake up uh, without an alarm clock next to my wife that I love. Sometimes we have sex in the morning, sometimes not. Kind of depends. She's pregnant now, so more than often not, but whatever. Then our kids wake up. They come down. We drink tea together. We have breakfast. There's no rush to get anywhere, right? You know, we get them ready. They go to, to school. Then she and I generally work from home, right? Ideally, then, we have lunch together. And then the thing we don't have yet, that we're now adding on now that we're on land and there's a lot of people around us in our community that we really like and that have moved there kind of, is that maybe not every single night because that might be a little tedious, but to at least two or three nights a week, people are in our community are coming over and having dinner with us or we're going to their place and having dinner with them, whether it's just us and one family, whether it's us and four or five other families, uh, like, you know, we, have, we do a fire, we cook on the fire or we just, you know, cook normal and then just go... But, like, we commune with each other, right? Our kids now play together, right? We, with people we know. We, uh, uh, we eat together. We do things with people we like that we want to do with, right? Which a lot of people are like, oh, but you can get that in the city. Yeah, not really. Definitely not outside of cars. And definitely, like, it's, that's not, that's not, you're seeing the same people over and over. Uh, the only people I know of that have lives like that uh, as a group in America are religious people, right? And nothing against religion, but like, I'm not going to join the Mormon church just to have a community. So I'm going to build my own, right? And not, not the community of Tucker. <laughs> like it's just, I'm going to, we're going to build something and then other people who like it are going to be part of it. It's their community too. So that's what What's our the day is virtual like? in this because I feel like, look, I've, I have felt always, you know, you and I, for instance, are in the same kind of overall community, but we've never lived by each other. Like what, but I find in the past few months or year, I don't really use the internet that much other than to do these podcasts. For instance, I don't look at, at news sites. I don't look at, I don't surf the web or anything. Like what's the role of virtual community? You know, it's a good question, man. Um, I'll tell you straight up. I, it's one of the ways, I, I think the way the American empire is going to fracture will be on several, several different lines. And I think very few of them are going to be the ones you'd expect. One of the ways, though, that, that I think America is going to fracture that is predictable is along um, uh, virtual or real lives. Or I should say physical, because real is a little, little bit of a loaded word. I think there are a lot of people who are going to double down on metaverse. Like, basically, they're going to go into the matrix. And I mean that more metaphorically than literally, yeah. although who fucking knows? Um, I, look, I like the internet. I like connectivity, but I only like it as a tool. 
I like it the way I like my hammer and the way I like my screwdriver. Like, I don't want my hammer all the time with me hitting everything. Like, I don't hit my kid with a hammer. That would suck. But I use my hammer when I need to nail something. I, if I use the internet for everything, that's like using a hammer for everything. It's going to suck sometimes. As a tool, I love it. But um, especially the last two years, I have really learned how to use this as a tool and not how to live on it. And I think the vast majority of people who are going to be effective and healthy and productive and happy in the coming decades are people who are moving away from digital spaces being their prime spaces. Not, I, I'm not shit. There's, I think there's using digital connect to connect with the community and then great, no problem. That's awesome, right? It's not, I don't think this is in the clear divide, but the ones who use digital to augment physical, I think that's fantastic. The ones who see physical as almost like just the meat space for the real world of digital, I think the world's going to be rough for them. Yeah. So, so it's interesting, I guess, again, a lot of this, I want to bring it back to what we were originally discussing, which was the role of ambition in this. Like you are one of, if not the best writer out there, one of the best writers out there. And this is clearly where, you know, a skill you've spent decades building up and you and as you know, shown by the reaction to your recent article, that skill is, is very much there. Where do you see your your writing going through this? What do you what are you gonna what are you gonna write about next? Or is there is there such a thing as a book in the in the future? Or or you know is it posts? Is it what do you, what are you are you gonna do fiction? Are you gonna do James, nonfiction? James, uh, I would be the big if if I had laid out a clear plan for you for the future for me, then everything I said about ambition would have been total bullshit. <laughs> Come on, man! Like, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, maybe I was trying to trap you. <laughs> No, no, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Um, uh, uh, I guess, I guess, I always ask you questions. I ask myself. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so let me tell you. I do have a view of this, uh, but it's definitely not a clear, specific. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's my plan. Um, yeah. My view is. <laughs> so I'm not comparing myself to him. Please, I'm just learning from him. But um, I read one of my favorite books I've read the last couple of years. I'm not going to say recommending this to most people because it's kind of a weird, thick, long book. But it's called um, uh, Old Path, White Clouds. It's a, a novelized... What the hell? I have not heard of this. Yeah, it's a novelized version of The Buddha's Life by Thich Nhat Hanh, who's like a very famous uh, Vietnamese Oh, yeah, yeah. Buddhist I've met monk. him. Right. Uh -huh. So uh, uh, he, not many people in America know about this book. But he basically took most of the old school Pali canon and, and some of the, the oldest, oldest uh, Buddhist writings and, and wrote like a, a novelized version of The Buddha's Life. And I loved I did it. Not know about I thought this. it was amazing. It was an incredible book. Um, it's like, don't read it because it's high literature. Read it because it's a really awesome way to learn about the Buddha. And the, one of the insights that I took from the book, one of the things that Buddha said was, um, you know, because the question he got a lot was like, what's the point of life? What's your goal? What are you supposed to be doing? Especially his uh, Buddhist disciples would ask him. And he always said the same basic thing, which is, uh, I, I'm not trying to quote the Buddha. I'm just paraphrasing the way I took it. Your job here is to do your work and then share your work with others so that it might help them. So that's all I'm going to do, man. That's like the Doomer Optimism piece. What did I do? I, I just told, I did my work. So I got to a place where in my life where I was happy and on the right path. 
and figuring some things out. And then I, sh I a lot of people that I told about that were interested. So I wrote the thing up, told them about it. And notice how, James, I didn't tell anyone what to do. I didn't say, go in there. I defy you to find the word should in there. It might be in there. If it is, I need to take it out. But at no point was I like you. I didn't I hardly use the word you. Like you should, you ought to, you need to, you must. I don't think I used any of those terms. Um, at least not in the sense of like telling other people what to do. Um, I as I basically have cut that from my life, man. Because I, I don't know what other people should do. Like no. that's I, and I'm not trying to tell other people what to do or how to live. I am just going to do my work. And I'm going to share it with the world. And if it helps others, awesome. And then, and then one one last thing about all this. And by the way, uh, I just literally I just bought the book that you just recommended. It was written in 1987. I had no idea. Like I've read a lot of books by by him. I don't have Tick Not On, and you know a lot of them are from the past decade, two decades. I didn't know he was writing uh, back then. So I just I just bought the book. The other thing is I would recommend uh, Stephen Batchelor's book on um, Buddhism or Confessions of a Buddhist Atheist yeah. because there's probably similar themes. I have read but, that. It's um, good. He's good. He's smart. Yeah. Yeah, he's very good. Uh, uh, so that's interesting. But, okay, a lot of the stuff you say, somebody might be thinking, and I think they're wrong in thinking this way, but they might be thinking, oh, you need money to to do these things that Tucker is suggesting. And I don't think that's true as evidence by the fact that- You need money to do what I've done. <laughs> To buy fucking okay. ranch in Dripping Springs. Good luck. Yes, but I think I think to live I think to live a simpler life though. No, you you see the fact that so many people have dropped out of the workforce or the traditional workforce that there are many paths to to get to this point. Absolutely. You you need money. Uh, the the idea that you need money is an idea of the consumerist corporate culture. They want you to think that because it keeps you on their treadmill. It keeps you in their hierarchy. You just don't like, uh, I listen, I'm not going to tell you that money, uh, doesn't work really well for a few things. Cause it does. It has made my transition to this life way easier. Truly, man. If I had to do this with three kids and a wife and no money, it's doable, but it would be rough. It'd be hard. It would take a lot more work. So it's been easier, but you can totally do this with very, very, very little money. I, I, let, let me give you a couple uh, examples because I know like most people who don't have money tend to have a very defeatist scarcity mindset and they don't believe it without examples, right? So I'll tell you right now, we are going into a phase right now where if you have real hard vocational skills, you are going to be one of the most valuable people in the world. And I mean like, can are you a plumber? Are you an electrician? Are you a diesel mechanic? Are you a metal fabricator? Are you a carpenter? Like, uh, can you do HVAC repair? Can, those sorts of things used to be, so-called blue collar jobs were very looked down upon. You can walk into, today, you can walk into almost any, uh, uh, if you have no skills, none of those skills, like you don't even know what a diesel engine is, let's say. You can walk into a diesel repair shop as long as you are st like uh, uh, punctual and and not completely mentally direct, they'll train. They'll pay you to train you in these skills because everyone is so desperate for anyone who can who does anything well that if you just show up and do your best, they'll pay you probably fifteen or twenty bucks an hour to get trained. 
right? And then once you're actually, let's say, a metal fabricator, you're charging whatever you want. You're, I mean, you're 50, 100 bucks an hour. If you're a master electrician, you're charging anything you want. Like we, I'm building all kinds of stuff at my ranch and we found a, a, a contractor and dude, bless his heart, man. Like this guy's like a great contractor and he basically uh, can charge anything he wants. Like uh, anything, anything he wants. Cause we can't even, you can't even find good ones. And he's like nice and he's not gouging us, but charging us double what we would have paid three years ago for the same job. And we feel like we're, yeah, man, at least he's not screwing us. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm, I'm not kidding, man. Like, uh, I love the dude. Uh, if you can actually do real things with your hands, your future is absolutely golden right now. And, and what can you do? <laughs> so it's a great question. I actually have decided one of the hard skills, right? Because I've got all kinds of amazing skills. I don't have a lot of hard skills, mechanical, vocational skills. I'm going to develop as carpentry. Like I've always loved working with wood. Um, and so, and it's, it's a very easy place to start. I'm going to start with carpentry. I actually, don't hold me to this. I'm not promising. I'm, I, I'm definitely going to get good at wood because I've already built a, a few things. I built a shelf. I'm doing a cutting board now, like, you know, the basic entry level things. And I can already tell I'll be, I'll be workable at this. Like I'll probably, you know, I'm not going to be Bob Vila or some shit, but I'll be good enough. I, I the thing I really want to get into is blacksmithing because that's always seems super fun to me. But and that but that's hard, man. Dealing with metal, and I don't just mean skill hard. I just mean like like, man, the 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 level of artistry it takes to be like a, a good knife smith. You think, oh, how hard can that be, dude? You have no idea. Those people are as skilled as the greatest winemakers or the greatest artists on earth. Maybe more skilled. It's insane. I, I agree with you. Yeah, but like, so I think carpentry and then maybe blacksmithing. I feel like I don't know what I would do. Maybe plumbing because I'm so used to dealing with shit all the time. <laughs> well, dude, 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 like hard skills. Dude, I'm, not, I'm not saying we, everyone, like you're good at a lot of things, man. I'm just talking about for someone who has no money, right? And they're like, well, how do I even start? Dude, if you are, uh, it'll take you a couple years to be a serviceable electrician. You can literally pick wherever you want to live and pick your salary. And by the way, as people start to build communities and begin to live as communities, which is going to have, it is a major trend. I haven't even brought up one of the major projects that I have because I don't even want to open that Pandora's box. But long, long story short, and don't you dare try and get me to expand on this, James, because I won't, is that um, me and some people are getting together and we're bu building a town, like an actual town, like a real, like a town town, right? Like an old school, like European style town uh, in Texas. And literally the first thing we're going to have to do is find craftsmen, M M masons, plumbers, electricians. And those people are going to get in like we're, we're going to, if they're good, they're going to get the best deals of anyone. All the rich people are going to have to buy their way in and they're going to have to pay okay, a I, lot. I swear to God, I'm going to, I'm going to work on my plumbing skills over the next year <laughs> so I could, so I could sign up. But uh, Tucker, once again, as always, so fascinating to have you on the show. You've, you've been the guest that's been on the show the, the most. And I was really not only fascinated by your article on Doom, Doomer Optimism, and everyone can check it out at TuckerMax.com, but I was really, I heard about the article when I saw two people arguing about it on Facebook. And one person was saying, you should kick this guy out of your group. And like, <laughs> and, I, and it reminded me, like, I was literally kicked out of a bunch of Facebook groups after a, a certain article of mine. The New and, York one, right? The New York. Yeah, the dead. New York one. 
And like people just don't want to hear it. And like they kick him out of the group. And even though I was like, no, this is how you get your group better <laughs> is to consider these issues that a certain element didn't want that. But, uh, uh, and like you say, these are not, you're not like prepping for an atomic war. You're like doing things you would normally w should do, you know, like keeping good care of yourself, understanding plumbing, having electricity, uh, getting food for your family and, and so on. So, but always it's, uh, fascinating to, to talk to you and, and, uh, look, I, um, Rob and I have to visit uh, Texas before the next kid's born because I'm sure you're going to be very busy then. Dude, we're, so we, we're not that far away. We're finishing a guest house soon. You know uh, you and the wife are always welcome. And vice versa. We have a guest house, but I know you're, you're, you're nesting now because Veronica's yeah. preparing for, yeah. for number four. Yep. So good luck, and let's, let's, we'll definitely talk soon. Definitely. Thank you, man. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation.